Welcome to Paddling Adventures Radio. I'm Sean Rowley, and with me <laughs> is Derek Spesh. Hello. Had you anticipating there. You almost said it before my, I finished. I, my mouth was open. I'm ready to go. Hey, what's going on? <laughs> Throw something in there. <laughs> uh, this is our random thoughts and questions episode. Yes. It's all about everything and nothing. What, what do they call it? A uh... fireside chat? Yeah, it's fireside chat, but it's just. Uh... You you just release your thoughts, just open blurt. It's our blurt episode. Prepare to be blurted. stream of consciousness. A just stream, a stream of, consciousness. of consciousness. We are letting our consciousness stream out into the multiverse, <laughs> into the ether. Awesome. <laughs> hey, iTunes. We are back on iTunes. Yes. After fighting with them for well, not really fighting with them, but. Uh, um, asking them what's going on. They're saying, well, it's on your side. Okay, well, what? Don't know it's on your side. Well, you guys are the ones that know everything about iTunes because you're iTunes, so nothing's changed yeah. on our side. So what are you requiring? Don't know. It's your side. Yeah, they suck. <sighs> Thank you, iTunes, for all your help. 100% sarcasm in this message. <laughs> Man, that was a joke. You know, I, I, I came very close to just dropping it. Yeah, yeah. But I was getting emails from and, and messages from people saying, why can't I find you on iTunes? That's how I listen to you. It came down to um, a letter S. Yeah. Which is the we, new security protocol for websites. Yeah. We have HTTP colon backslash backslash paddlingadventuresradio.com backslash feed backslash episodes. And that's how it knows where to get the episodes from. It is now HTTPS, <laughs> and they couldn't tell us it was an S. Like, really? So, anyway. So, it's all fixed. So, anybody that's... Unfortunately, we lost all our data. Yeah, I'm not so from happy About that. three years now. We've lost all that three years worth of data and reviews and everything from, from our iTunes, original iTunes um, channel. That... That annoys me more than anything. Yeah. It's the loss of, of the comments and the, yeah. all the five stars that we had. <laughs> I know. You know what? I, I don't mind um, if I've got to make changes. I don't mind if i got to figure something out and make changes to our site, whatever, to, to help it out. Be a little bit more helpful than that. I know, eh? I'm still waiting to hear back from iHeartRadio. They say they could take up to two two weeks or more to, yeah. to approve us. So <sighs> hurry up, iHeartRadio. I want to get our podcasts on there. <laughs> I got things to do. Hurry yes. up. Hurry up. It's all about me. Important stuff. Important things. We did on Tuesday, we released a new listener blog from Kevin Mansell about the Channel Islands, uh, the north, northwest, uh, northern, yeah, northern coast, of, just off the northern coast yes. of France. Yes. Uh, not the Channel Islands over in California way. <laughs> So yeah, pretty cool. He, there's some pictures and whatnot of them paddling around these islands and whatnot. It's his own backyard because he lives on Jersey, which is one of the Channel Islands. Yeah, not New Jersey. No, but just Jersey. Jersey, the Channel Islands. Yeah, not Jersey, Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so check out, go to uh, paddlingadventuresradio.com, click on the blog uh, tab at the top there, and it's the the first first one. Channel a Channel Islands tour. And I don't know why I got to figure out how to, it's because at the top it says by Sean Rowley, but then I put in big letters underneath the first picture there by Kevin Mansell. I don't, I don't know how to get rid of the Sean Rowley part. It's because (laughs) I post it. Yeah. 
on their behalf sort of thing. So that's a bummer. But anyway, go give that one a read. Check out some of the photos. And if you're heading towards France, you might want to do some paddling. It's really close to France. It is. It's like right there. It's between Normandy and Brittany. The big mm-hmm. arms that come out to top north. I'm looking at it on the map now. And, and of course, Europe is very smart with uh, transportation and stuff. But the squiggly lines or all the dotted lines for all the ferries, it's like, holy cow, there's a lot of ferries over there. And when you start looking at some of the, the pictures on the blog with the, um, the the fog, like no visibility some days and the waves yeah, yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah. like big tides and yeah. everything like that. Yeah. If you are a hardcore sea kayaker, I think that's right up your alley. <laughs> so check that out. Check out our listener blog. And anything else? I have nothing. Nothing. Is that it? It's been a great episode. <laughs> <laughs> what are we drinking today? You brought beer. I told you not yes. to bring beer and you brought beer. Yeah, well. What, what are we drinking? It's uh this is a Magnana Magnana Winery it has a, uh, are making beer now. Really? So it's a new, true north, all natural. It's a cream ale. Handcrafted in small batches. Mm-hmm. Is that a polar bear, you think? It yeah, it's got to be because there's a nookshook there. Yeah, true north. Since 1996, our family has been marrying the art of science and brewing. We're delighted that you can share in our tradition and that we can guide you on a journey of taste discovery in craft beer. Our cream ale is a smooth, balanced, lagered ale with a subtle hop finish. And it's Mag- okay. Magnata also has a, so the, I got another one. It's called the Nookshook IPA. That'll be next on the list. It says the same polar bear and, and a Nookshook on the. It's just a purple can instead of a red one. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Awesome. Well, always got to try new stuff, man. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> okay. Last week's show, we talked about maybe doing a tour this winter to different craft breweries. Yes, yes, and, yes. We have actually a couple of people sent messages saying, hey, let me know if that's a go. We're willing to yeah, help out. Did we out. find a driver yet? Uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Sarah, I well, think. Well, we're not going to be able to do it all in one weekend. <laughs> we could, but <laughs> we'll spread it out a bit. Um, yeah, we've had a couple of people offer up assistance and yeah. helping out with the events. Come visit, come visit. So that's going to be cool. I think we, this may actually happen. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. So this is our random thoughts and questions episode. Uh, it's just little questions that we've always, you know, thinking about in our brains, but not really enough to make massive topics on. Yes. So we're going to have a whole bunch of little mini topics today. Yeah. So I guess if you're going to read the the asterisks with the small print, it's going to say, we couldn't come up with anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they were too busy to come up with anything real for this week's show, so they just winged it yeah winged it winged yeah. it winged it so we're gonna have a little fireside chat yeah it's a little fireside don't can you start a fire here or what <laughs> I, think, I think the wife might get him mad yeah. <laughs> yeah first question i have derek yes are we bringing too much tech into the outdoors and i think we've touched on this topic a few times in the past we've probably covered this uh probably three different episodes Either directly or indirectly. And, mm-hmm. and you know, I, I, honestly, I think people should do whatever they do. Do you, you do you, whatever. Uh, but I, like, I kind of, I don't have a lot of electronics. So I don't bring a lot of electronics. The kids don't have dig, video, uh, digital game things and mm-hmm. whatever. It, the only thing I bring is my cell phone. And it's not like I have cell coverage, but it's my main camera. 
Well, see, and the only reason I'm bringing this one up is because, you know, next week I'm going on a six-day solo trip up to Tomogamy. And a few people said, hey, do you have a spot unit or an in-reach unit or some sort of GPS unit, a tracker? Yeah. No. (laughs) I gave it all up. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I used to, I was one, and, and I'll, I'll admit it right now. I was probably the first person out of all the people I know, um, to get a spot unit. Yeah. I still have my original big brick spot unit. We saw it when, uh, Les Stroud, their survivor man had happened to have one. So my wife and kids got me one for father's day and I was taking it religiously. And then everybody's like, wow, that was pretty cool. And next thing I know, people started getting these spot units. Well, the prices went up and up and up yeah. and up. And, you know, oh, well, you know, like I, I'd called up there and it was, well, you get messaging and you get, you know, you connect it to your Bluetooth and, and all this. And I'm like, I've got version one. I've got a Gen I 1. I don't have. I just I just want it for tracking. a tracking and yeah. uh, the SOS button yeah. and that is it. Oh, well, you can't do that. <laughs> well, I'm not paying like 250 yeah. US. Mm-hmm. Which is what about nine hundred dollars Canadian? Yeah, uh, I exaggerate. Uh, I'm not paying two hundred fifty US for a bunch of services I don't have access to, so I dropped it. Yeah, and you know, I I think I bought it a year and a half, two years ago. I bought the Spot Communicator, mm-hmm. so it's the one where it it. It only can only work, the SOS will work, but if you want to use any of the tracking, you have to connect it to a smartphone. Yeah. Which was a pain in the butt. And it, it was like, it was 250, 300 bucks for the subscription for the year. So I said, well, you know, I, I'm going to cancel my subscription and maybe reload it next year and in the summer or whatever. Anyway, so I, I canceled the subscription and uh, what, uh, just... In the spring, we were looking for a GPS to do the maintenance link. And uh, I said, well, I've got a spot. I'll just reactivate it. So I called them and they said they provide services to people who have the service. Mm-hmm. But if you cancel the service, you cannot re They want you to get the newest, yeah. latest and greatest. My device is two years old. And uh, they know 10? what they're doing is they're they're cutting out support for the spot communicator because they want to focus on the spot ten or the spot X or something. Yeah, spot X, yeah. Gen, Gen three, and the X. Yeah, and the mini. There's yeah. a mini one too. So I, it's I I thought that was surprising that they wouldn't let me redo my subscription. Yeah, well, and they do. They've now brought out flex plans as well. Yes. So it's like, I guess nineteen bucks or something like fifteen, nineteen bucks or whatever yeah. a month. Um, for the flex plans, that sort of thing. So yeah, I think they're starting to get the thing. But you know what? My whole big thing is, back in the day, we didn't have it all. No. Like when I first got into canoe tripping and all that, you had a paper map, you had a compass, and we seem to have lost that. Yes. Uh, And I've sort of gone back to it. Um, I don't want the, the, the spot. I don't want the, the trackers. I don't want the g- little GPS thing telling me which way to go. Yeah. I have my paper map. I have my compass if I need it. Um, I mean, you're, you're pretty much know where you're going anyway. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Uh, I do keep my cell phone, um, for like for quickly zipping out of my pocket to take some pictures. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. And that's probably all I use my cell phone for. Yeah. Other than that, I bring my, now here's another one just to keep on the the tech sort of side of it, camera gear. 
Yes. Um, I, I, I've always been in photography. I've got my Raging River Studio stuff and all that. Uh, but the GoPros and the DSLRs that do video and the bigger cameras and all that, is that sort of stuff becoming more of a distraction from what you're actually doing on your trips? I think so. And it, it really depends. Like you see people, they do come out with a, a nice product at the end, the videos of their trip logs and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So it's, it is interesting. But uh, who was it we were talking to? They were saying, so I don't know if I should name the people, but there's a group of vloggers, bloggers that they all got together, did a trip. And I, I can't imagine being a non-vlogger and being on that trip because yeah. everybody's stopping and setting up shots and paddling past the camera, then paddling back to the camera and set up a new shot. It's like, hang on a second, I get another shot here. Hey, oh, hang on, I'm going to get a shot here. And so, <laughs> But it's, it's, it's one thing in my mind if you're doing it because that's what you do. Yes. Like Jim Baird. Yeah. Jim Baird, for instance. Uh, I love watching his videos mm-hmm. and the places he's gone. Like he's currently in the middle of a... Hess River trip video series that he's putting out yes. there and, and him and Tori and Wesley and Buck did a, uh, hiking trip. Killarney? And Killarney. Killarney, yeah. Killarney yeah. yeah. Um, so that's going on as well right now. That's what they're do. That's what they do. This is their, yeah, this that's is their what they do. This jobs, is, this is so job. to speak. Yeah, they do it for That's one thing. But there's a lot of people now, just Joe Blow going out for yeah. their, you know, like a five day trip with their friends or something like that. And they're trying to do the same thing. Yeah. And to me, it's like, unless that is what you do. It seems it's distracting, but it, 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 it would seem to me but that then yeah, some people, it seems that's the pleasure and enjoyment they get out mm-hmm. of the trip. And so they're not, they're not really so much as enjoying the trip. They're enjoying videoing the trip. This yeah. is, this is their. And that, that's sort of my thing is yeah. at what point are you videoing a trip? And at what point are you no longer really into the yeah, trip. Yeah. If, if, if you get my meaning there. Because, yeah. yeah, at that point, you're you're not in, you're looking for the highlight reels that are going to, you're going to put into a film. Yeah. You're not looking at all the little things that, mm-hmm. you know, people might find or, oh, well, whatever sort of thing, you know, or watching that bird go by yeah. or listening to the birds, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. You're looking for that boom shot that yeah. people are going to go, Ooh, look at this guy's video. Yeah. So people, that's what people are getting out of their trips. That's the, that's yeah. their pleasure. And you know, I'm not going to complain. That's, they do what they do. I, I guess if there's anything that I would complain about is people who, who like would paddle down a lake or at their campsite with one of these very loud Bluetooth speakers and they're just blasting the music. And it's like, well, you know, now you're starting to affect other people's yeah. trip. So yeah. you know what? Do all the filming you want all the power to you that that's what you do that's what you get out of it but don't be blasting music you know it, it's it, it's really noticeable if you're car camping or base camping but if you're off deep into the woods in Algonquin or Killarney or something and you hear music it's like do I hear music yeah. right? you know what I mean and and I know a few people that do that I've been on trips where we've passed people and, and you're you don't even know they're there and you're like do you hear that <laughs> You know, yeah. and you're, you're listening and it's getting louder and you're getting loud and then come around the corner. There's a couple of people in a canoe coming around and they've got the thing set up in the middle of their canoe playing yeah. the latest and greatest top yeah. 40s hits. Yeah. And you're like, like, I came out here to get away from this. Yeah. Uh, one of the other things is, and it's a little trick that I was taught was if you take your iPod or whatever, your phone, 
playing music, put it inside a pot and point the pot in your direction. It amplifies the sound. Yeah. And right? makes it directional. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you know what? The music thing, I, I, yeah, that's just a no-go for me. Uh, if you... And plus, like, if, if this, you know, a couple, oh, I bring my little earbuds so that when I'm trying to go to sleep at night, well, then you're missing the barred owls, you're missing the crickets, you're missing the frogs, you're missing the bear sniffing, the bear at, your sniffing at your tent, <laughs> the raccoons getting, get them guys. <laughs> you know, you're missing all, all the noises of that. Uh, but I guess it's, if it's, if it's the only way you can get to sleep, you're not really disturbing anybody. Yeah. Yeah. But I just see so much tech out there now. And there's yes, a, a lot, there's a lot of it that's safety related, but that begs the question, are you gearing yourself up? Are you wrapping yourself in bubble wrap now? <laughs> on a, yeah, yeah, seriously. Yeah. I mean, like with the, with the marine radios, the cell phones, the GPS, the trackers, what happened to the good old days of, okay, well, I'm going out. Hopefully I'll see you in five days. <laughs> I think, are we taking, is the tech taking away the adventure? Yeah. You know, that, that's yeah. sort of what I'm getting at. Is is the tech we're bringing for safety yeah. taking away from the adventure? So I have an, a, a story to relate. And uh, so this individual, he doesn't have a cell phone. He's never had electronics like that. He's He uses a computer. And he always used to laugh at everybody else because he would, everybody would be like, just before you leave or just as soon as you get back from a trip, everybody's face down in their phones or in a restaurant face down at the, at the, at the There's dinner. There's only one person I know. <laughs> so he's like, he's just, oh, well, look at you guys, your faces are in your phones, whatever. He's like, and for the most part, he didn't care. But, you know, he just, he did his own thing. He would rumble around camp and do his, you know, relax and, and go fishing and whatever. And uh, on the last trip, he, uh, he's got a spot X and it was constant. He was constantly, because he has messaging on it, right? So mm-hmm. he's messaging his wife or getting messages from his wife or, you know, and, um, and you know, what's the weather forecast? What's this? What's that? But it's, it's cumbersome to send messages. So it takes longer to whip out the messages. So he, it was, every time he turned around, he had his face into his, his spot X, right? It's like, yep. Like, geez, man, give yourself a break. And he's he's just face down. He's not even, a bear could walk by. He wouldn't even know. And it happens gradually. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. And then all of a sudden, one day you're sitting there going, oh, man. And that's sort of why I've now just said, you know what? No, I'm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not taking anything. Yeah. I want to get back to the adventure. I want to get away from all of that. It's just something I've known. I mean, we we also know somebody else that he was dead set again. Oh, you bringing all that in the back country. And then one day we're sitting there and he's like, what's he doing? Well, he's texting his girlfriend. <sighs> what do you mean he's texting? He's like, yeah, he's gotten right into the texting and yeah. the phones and all that yeah. now. And then, yeah, all of a sudden he's walking around with his phone in the air looking for service. Yeah. And we're like, dude. Posting to Facebook. Yeah. Look, yeah. At, look at my view tonight. Yeah. This so is what I'm having for dinner. <laughs> I am sort of myself. And like you say, you know, you do you. Everybody yeah. does themselves sort of thing. I am going backwards. Yeah. I am, I am dropping the technology. I'm not bringing it. If people want to know where I am, I've left my route. Yeah, exactly. I've left my number. Like I, I've left, you know, where I'm going to be, my, yeah. my itinerary, all that sort of stuff. And when I get out of the park and I'm heading home, boop, boop, what a great trip. You're going to see it on Facebook or Instagram yeah. or whatever. But yeah, I'm getting, I'm, I'm really trying to get back to paper, map and compass. Mm-hmm. 
You know, get back yeah. to the old ways. Exactly. Keeping my eyes on the adventure and that sort of thing, right? Yeah. Uh, the camera gear, that is part of my life. Has been yeah. for many, well, since I was 15, I've been, you know, I, mm-hmm. I picked up the camera. So I think that kind of technology I will have still. Yeah. Filming some stuff, doing a lot, a ton of pictures and being creative that way. You know, doing the extended photography, the the the, the star photos, stuff like that. I'm yeah. still going to be, but yeah, all the rest of it, yeah, it can stay. You can stay at home. It's just too distracting. Yeah, get back to the adventure, people. Mm-hmm. Get out there. Get back to the adventure. <laughs> uh, so, if you all of a sudden became really, really rich, and you could go on all these adventures, what technology would you bring? <laughs> what technology would you bring? A motorboat. Because <laughs> this paddling things for the dogs, man. <laughs> Two locations that you would go. Now, the typical answers before you answer. Yeah. Oh, I'd go to the Yukon. I'd go to the Northwest Territories. I'd go to the Grand Canyon. Yeah, those aren't options. <laughs> They've got to be options. You're automatically going to go there. You're automatically, but if you could pick a couple of totally unique places, Hmm. right off the bat, I am thinking Central or South America. I don't know that I would go full on Amazon river. I I wouldn't go there. I would, I would want to find some of those backcountry waterways that aren't all that traveled. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to die because of, you know, like some sort of Central American rebel or something like yeah. that. Uh, I'd like to find a guiding company that would take me through Central, uh, like through Mexico or, yeah. or down through there. Mm-hmm. I think that would be my very first stop. Safety would be an issue, I would think. Hence the guide. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Leave me alone. Take my guide, please. <laughs> <laughs> Here's 200 bucks. Leave me alone. Here's the guide. <laughs> Uh, and then my second, after I get back from Central America, would be Europe. There's some, a some lot of waterways or, yeah. through Europe itself. I wouldn't necessarily do Central Europe unless I found something that was really interesting. But I'd I'd love to kayak sort of some coastal areas of like, weather can be really rough and picky, but there must be some something that you could, you know, paddle Europe, right? Mm-hmm. Coastal Europe. Like maybe... Ireland or... Well, you can all get, yeah, you can go all over that spot, yeah. right? Uh, maybe start up in the Slovak, uh, not Slovak, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Sweden and all them. Yep. Uh, start way up there and then paddle your way down. Or that, remember- down uh, Spain and- What comes to mind right now is uh, Kevin Callan's distillery uh, paddling oh, tour. distillery tour, yeah. So he went down the Sky River? What yeah, was it? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, down, yeah, all through there. Yeah, so he went through Scotland and he ended up in the ocean, but he uh, hit distilleries all the way down that river. I, I don't know the name of the river, but it was, uh, that was um, an amazing trip to see the video and hear him talk about it. And well, see, and that's why I would go through Europe, right? Mm-hmm. It's various rivers yeah. through Europe. Yeah. Because then you could stop at various spots yeah. and do the touristy thing as well. But it'd be a different type of tour, mm-hmm. right? And I mean, it would be, you could do the the historical Stuff. I think you could gear your, your trip to however you want. Yeah. But again, you'd need the money to do it. Absolutely. Because well, right. for one, you're 
I, you oh you don't want to work you want to enjoy this trip you want to go and and do an extended stay and it's like you know you come come across a little hamlet or a little town on the side of the river and it's like i think i'll stay here for a week or two mm-hmm. right and get to know the locals and find a little baguette shop and whatever yeah. it's like yeah if i was if i had like funds were absolutely no no issue whatever you want to paddle mars Ooh, oh, now you got me thinking. <laughs> uh, no, I, it would be really cool. You know that, that, uh, is it Dirty Jobs? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mike, um. Mike Rowe. Mike Rowe. Paddle th- through different areas and then stop in spots and work for a week. Yeah. That's something new every, yeah. every time. And then hop back in your boat, paddle along to somewhere else. That'd be awesome. And then stop somewhere and say, mm-hmm. what do you guys do here? Uh, we raise horses. All right. I, I'm going to work with you for a week. And you don't have to what pay do you me. Do here? Pay we're, you. We're, yeah. Yeah. You don't have to pay yeah. me. I'm free labor for a week or something like that. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, learn how to clean toilets all the way across the world. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what you're going to yeah. get. But no, that'd be kind of cool to do something like it that. It would be. That would be neat. But barring all of that, yeah, Yukon, Northwest Territories, and the Grand Canyon. Yeah. yeah. But there's a lot of places in... Central West, I don't know how you'd call that, uh, the United States. Oh. I like Jerry Vandiver just went to mm-hmm. the San Juan River yep. in Utah and all of that. So there's a lot of really cool looking yeah. rivers and that through there. I'd definitely be. There's so much and there's so much history. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's exactly it. If you can include some history in all of that. Yeah. You know, just with your tour and stuff like that. Yeah, that'd, that'd, be that'd be pretty cool. That'd yeah. be pretty cool. Now, the other thing you got to think of, if mm-hmm. climate change... And we're not getting into the discussion here. No, no, but. If it's real and if it's melting out all the ice caps and all the glaciers and like like I say, regardless if it's real, if it's not real, you're. We're not debating. We're not debating. I don't really care right now. But say it's real Mm -hmm. and say everything's melting within our lifetime. How many more places are there going to be to paddle? There'd be amazing places to get to, amazing access points, amazing. Like it would, uh, obviously, climate change would be a, a bad thing and yada, yada, yada. But on the positive side, you know, always look on the positive side. Half now, full, baby. Yeah. So think about all the places in Greenland that will become green. Yeah. With the, it would say, be sad to see that glacier go, but there's, there's a lot of river valleys hidden under the, all that those those ice caps, right? We could paddle right up to the north. So here's one for you. If the polar ice caps melt, yeah, is it going to be nice and warm up there? It'll be somewhat warm. It won't. You won't have that constant chill. It'll it'll be like going up to Moosey Moose Factory in the spring yeah. or in the fall, right? It'd be you're still going to have it's going to be chilly, but not so cold that it'll be forming ice. Hmm. How many places? Are we going to lose to paddle? Because all that yes. water's got to go somewhere. Well, it's not just go somewhere, but you're going to have different weather patterns. And so you're going to have rivers that are going to start to dry up, right? You're going to lose some rivers and there's going to be drought areas. And so you're going to lose access to a lot of these areas. They'll become more sensitive and governments will close down access to them or whatever to protect mm-hmm. what's left. And so you're going to see a lot of, uh, I, I think, quite a few different river systems that might shrink or change in a way that you don't expect. And plus they're with the changing weather or the potential theoretical changes in, in weather patterns, you're, it's, it might be impossible to, uh, you know, you're talking hurricanes in Canada, right? It's, uh, yeah. 
you're talking major weather changes and it's going to affect it's like well you know like i can't go camping in august anymore because of the uh hurricane season <laughs> yeah. yeah hurricane season so it's 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 one of those things so you're you're going to be limited for the scope of your travel you're going to be you know there's already like for example uh big east like in the spring it runs heavy and you can traverse the you can paddle the big east but uh, in in midsummer July and it's it's pretty much dried up. It's a you're gravel. It. It's a gravel bed. Right? Yeah. So you're gonna see a lot more gravel bed rivers when uh, some of these weather patterns change. So it's uh, yeah, it's gonna be there. There's to look at it from the the positive side of thing. I would love to paddle some green valleys in Greenland, mm-hmm. knowing that there used to be a thousand feet of ice above your head, right? But on the on the negative side, there's you're gonna we're lose, gonna lose some probably yes. lose some good paddling yeah, areas. Yeah, gonna well. lose some paddling areas. It's yeah. gonna be too hot to go camping. It's gonna be too dry. There's gonna be there's gonna be some negative effects. Yeah, so that'll totally affect your trips. Yeah, yeah. Ah, yeah. Oh yeah, we're going to Greenland. Yeah, we're going to Greenland. <laughs> <laughs> but it's amazing to think of that though. Like, it's uh like again trying to be positive because you know, it'd be really sucky to see Greenland go. But uh, just think of the green, green valleys and the the, the water courses that yeah. will be revealed that nobody's ever seen. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That'd be cool. Mm-hmm. So if you're going on one of these massive trips, are you going to train for it? See, that's, that's a topic that's, I don't know, really depends on the trip. And so I've never trained or gotten ready for a paddling trip. I've just gone. But it's never been even, and even the meanest link, which is competitive, mm-hmm. you know, and we, we did it in 10 days, which is pretty darn good. But, uh, I've never trained for a paddling trip. It's, uh, well, the, uh, <laughs> we, I remember we're in the truck going to the uh, first put in and, uh, I mentioned, uh, so, um, has anybody put a paddle to water yet? Because I have not touched water yet this year with my paddle. Every single one of the boys, all of us, nobody has had touched the water with a paddle. It was like the first strokes were going to be on the meanest link. <laughs> <laughs> well, when we did the Brent run, we all paddled for the season, but nobody did any, none of us were, There's no were sprinters or, exactly, yeah. you know, racers or anything yeah. like that. I just said, hey, this would be cool. And three morons Dude, followed like, me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so my questions being, when you got a big trip coming up, training for it, does it kill the fun in such a way as you're, like I said, if you're this big mountain man and you have no problem throwing a pack on and, yeah. and you got that canoe and you're just boom down and you're, and you're paddling super fast, no problems, no efforts. Does losing some of that challenge... Uh, when you can just power through everything with with ease, mm-hmm. does that take away from your trip? Yeah, I don't know. I, I sometimes I think because I I always know that going in about uh, day two or day three, all my muscles are 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 sore. My back is sore. My shoulders are sore, and my abdomen sore. It's like, oh yeah, day three. This yeah. is what do you expect? This, but now I'm thinking if I were to prepare and and get in the right exercises ahead of time and I'm not sore, then, you know, on day three, when you're waking up in the morning, you're not groaning and moaning because of all the sore muscles and stuff. It's like, well, if that wasn't there, I bet I'd just be, be jumping up, you know, spry and happy. And it's like, woohoo, let's go to get the day started. Right. Right. So I don't know. I guess it, it, uh, it, it, 
I, I hate exercise, but uh, <laughs> if, if you were to prepare for it, I suppose you would be. Uh... So I guess the challenge would still be there. Just yeah, 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 the yeah. pain of the challenge. It might even be help the anticipation if you get, are getting out and doing some paddling exercises and, and practicing. It might even start to build a little bit more anticipation for the trip. It's like you keep, and so, you know, while you're exercising, you're, you're anticipating, oh, yeah, I'm going to be using these muscles on the water. And, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So there might be an added bonus of anticipation increase if you really start to exercise and get ready for the trip. So let's throw this little loop into it. Mm-hmm. Would it make the trip boring if you've trained oh. and no one else has? So you're you're going, okay, we're going up this massive steep hill yeah. at a 90 degree angle with a pack and a canoe and everybody's got to carry at least 50, 60 pounds yeah. and we all got to get up there and we got to get to the other end and we got an hour to do it. So two kilometers and, and you're boom, boom, boom. And then you're sitting there waiting for 45 minutes. Because, <laughs> for to catch you know, up. Everybody else is still yeah. like on their hands and knees getting to the top yeah. of the first hill. <laughs> that would be irritating. That would kill it for you. Yeah, I, I, think I think that would kill yeah. it for me. Uh, that's part of the reason I don't train. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be in a, have an advantage over other people. Yeah, yeah, we're all peers here. <laughs> uh, I mean, I've gone with on on trips with people. There's always a couple of people that just power through it. They're just boom gone, and I'm yeah. just like, see ya. Wouldn't want to be ya. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'll see you at the end of the portage or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I think if it was people that were really out of shape, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, pairs of shape, and that's mine. Uh, if people were really out of shape and I'm just like, okay, you know what? I'm coming back for a second load while they're still on their third, their first load, Yeah, you know, and I'm taking stuff from them just to get them across <laughs> faster. At some point I'm going to be going, you know what? Yeah. This isn't so fun anymore. Yeah. It's not so much fun. And it, it, and it would be even less fun if you're slowing down. So that you're not just, yes. power, you're, you're taking the time to stop and, oh, look at these flowers. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's a fungus or snap a couple photos. Yeah. And everybody's still way behind you. I think that would sort of put the, the kibosh yeah. on the trip for me. Uh, but no, you know what? Like, I like to be in enough shape that I'm not, not that. What, there was, there was a meme I saw. Um, do you try breathing silently while walking so no one knows you're dying? i've 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 kept space between me and other people on port dodges because i'm just (gasps) (sighs) (sighs) and i'm thinking oh i hope they don't think i'm dying back here because i'm dying back here you know and then they're like zipping up right ahead of you and you're like oh no no go ahead go ahead Fill your boots. See you. See you at the end of the portage. I'm just gonna sit here and smell the flowers. Yeah, yeah. I'm just taking my time. But you know what? I'm not a big fast mover on portages anyway. Yeah. I mean, compared to some people, mm-hmm. um, compared to other people, I just bomb down the portages. But you know what? I like taking my time. I'm not in a massive hurry. I don't want to trip, fall, kill myself, or you know, because that just sort of puts the kibosh on the trip right there. Yeah. But I do try to make sure I'm in in a decent shape for. Mm-hmm. I don't go out of my way to train extra. But, you know, I know that if I got a big trip coming up or something like that, I got to make sure I'm in, in fairly decent shape to be able to do it. Yeah, you don't want to have the have a big heart attack on the trip. You want to make sure you're fit, you know. Yeah, you don't want to be that guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, you had a heart attack. Yeah. Had yeah. to bury him in boulders and yeah. send somebody in afterwards. Yeah. I mean, we stuck the paddle up, <laughs> propped it in all the rocks. So at least they'll know where he is. Just yeah. for the paddle. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's good. Yeah. Uh, speaking of paddles, yep. you, my friend, are the proud owner of four new four paddles. Four new paddles. 
So the Agonkon offers a, uh, what, two years ago, they did a paddle art auction. Is that two years ago or is that until last it was, year? It was two. It, it was 2017, I believe. Okay. So they they did that auction and uh, and I tried to bid on some of the items and but it was the the format of the auction wasn't really conducive to bidding on you know more than one or two things because right. everything ended at the same time. So uh, they fixed it this time and they've had a different format for the auction, but they had a lot more paddles and a lot of amazing oh, the, artwork. The artwork between Incredible. the first paddles, like the yeah. first one, and then what they're doing now. Yeah. What people are doing yeah. now to these paddles. Amazing. Art. Wow. Yeah. Incredible. It's like me and my stick figure drawings versus like Robert Bateman. I know. I you know, know. Picasso and all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Michelangelo. Yeah. So yeah. they had like 180 or so paddles in the auction and uh, the format was different. I really like the format. So uh, this auction, I can't remember the, it's a type of auction, but uh, do you know where, you know, at the end of an auction, you're down to the last 10 seconds and you throw in what you think is a, a winning me- bid, a, a winning bid, a medium high bid. And, and you want to put it in at the last minute so they can't respond. Yeah. There's no time to respond. It's like that person bidding a dollar over the other person, the price, the is, price right. is right. Yeah. I'll bid 500, Bob. I'll bid 501, Bob. <laughs> Punch that guy. <laughs> So anyways, so the, this auction, and I, I hadn't really looked much into it, and so I, I did my first couple bids, and uh, I started noticing something weird, because I was like, I, I was watching the time countdown, and so in the last 30 seconds, I threw in a bid, you know, hope for the best type thing, and and, and I got confused, because it's like, okay, well, somebody just outbid me, but why is the time back up to like a minute and a half? And so I started noticing that if in the last two minutes of an auction for a paddle, if you make a bid, it bumps the time back up to about two minutes. So it, it adds like a minute to it or 30 seconds. or right. I, I, I can't remember how much it adds, but it, it bumps it up. So if there's people continually bidding, the time keeps bumping up to two minutes. And so it'll go until somebody gives up. So there's a bidding war maybe. It's a bidding war. Right. And so there's no end to the auction until there's no more bids. When there's no more bids, then it'll time out and it'll complete and the bids will close. Right. And so that was one thing that was, and so that's the benefit of that is that the paddles will benefit for the, uh, the, uh, the charity for Algonquin. Well, they, they raised what? $33,000. Yeah. And so it's because people got into bidding wars for these paddles, yeah. right? And, and there uh, were some doozies, man. Yeah, yeah, there were. And the other thing that for the format for this auction was, is it was staggered finish for the paddles. Last year, it was everything finished at nine. So all 70 or 80 paddles from 2017, they all finished at 9 p.m. And so it just, boom. So if you're saying, okay, I like these three paddles, I'm going to open up three different pages. And then you realize that the auction site wouldn't allow you to have three different uh, pages of the same auction website open so you had to quick link the, the three different paddles that you really wanted to bid on and you had to quickly bounce between them and and hope nobody outbid you and so in that year i didn't get a oh i got one paddle i i won one paddle in the 2017 auction and right. i had been trying to bid on like three or four of them and i just it's you can't really achieve a, a decent bid when you're trying to bid on multiple items on a single auction. Yeah. So this one, it's all staggered times. 
And so there'd be, uh, there'd be segments of chunks of paddles. There'd be lots. And, uh, uh, so the, they would all be finishing within like, like there'd be every three or four minutes, one of them would close unless people were bidding on it. And then that one would last continue, 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 continue. So it, it was, what it does is it, uh, it, it enabled while well, I bid on 19 different paddles for the auction. And you ended up with four of them. Four of them. Well, because, and it wasn't because ran out of time. It was because I gave up before they did. Because <laughs> I'm like, okay, this paddle is now 120 bucks. I'm not paying One that paddle much. went for $1,675. That's insane. Like, <laughs> wow. It's a nice paddle. But but that wasn't grandma buying somebody's paddle. No, that's, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's. Is... So that was the 1675 was the highest one that one went for. One was, one of them was 1400 something or something. Yeah. Uh, there was a couple in the eight or nine hundred dollar range. A whole bunch went to between three and four hundred, and then the, the pretty much the rest of them were, you know, anywhere's between thirty bucks or so. I think yeah. seventeen bucks was the lowest one, but everything else was in the range of, uh, you know, it's like fifteen bucks and like two hundred bucks. You got to think those ones that went way up there were done by well-known well known artists. The, one or of something. the ones, the sixteen, the one thousand six hundred seventy-five dollar one, the that was he's a he's a known carver. He's got his own shop. He's got his own little you know store internet storefront for selling his carvings and stuff. Right. He carves a lot of stuff. So he carved this paddle and it went for big bucks. People wanted it, but it was an amazing carving. Yeah, it was oh, yeah. three dimensional maple leaves. And so there's uh, some roots at the bottom of the three-dimensional. The maple leaves were colored in three-dimensional. And there's a maple leaf on the handle that was three-dimensional. It was a really nice. It's definitely not a, I'm going to use this on my next trip. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. Now you're building a paddle display in your basement, you say. Yes. And so the, the goal I had at the time in 2017 when AO did the last auction is I wanted to build a, a, a paddle rack and hang it in my basement. And so I'd have a, a series of paddles right. on the wall, right? So uh, there's there's paddles that I've carved that I've broken and some of my favorite paddles and stuff like that. So I want to hang those on the wall and I want to hang these new ones on the wall. And so it's I've got a couple, uh, they are sort of like uh, native art, uh, Inuit art, like right. a, sort of like a totem pole. One's a, one's a bird and one's something else. I've got these paddles that are carved for it to hang on the wall. So I'm going to have several different displays with paddles in, in my basement, right? Cool. Yeah. So the, so I'm excited that I got four paddles this time. And it'll cost you $18 million. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, the highest, I paid $75 for one and the lowest one I paid for was $38. So yeah. And I, you support charities as well. Exactly, so that's, yeah. that's a pretty cool thing. Yeah. Algonquin Outfitters has been doing this a couple of years now. It's, uh, yeah, this is the second it's one. It's pretty cool. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Uh, it is late fall. So yep. once you get your paddle, you'll, yeah, not a lot of people are using their paddles, but there are still people using their paddles. Yeah. There's like still people out there. Me, for instance. Yeah. You're going next um, week. Um, fall trips, spring yep. trips. Mm-hmm. Why are people doing them? You know, well, what, tell me why are you doing it? I bet Last couple. kick at the can before the snows fly. For me, it's, it's a quiet time of year. So yeah. it's, you've, you're, you're. Tend to get, you're going to get rain. It's going to be quiet. Wait, 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 wait. I'm getting rain? Who told you that? Year, actually, this week is supposed to be record high temperatures, yeah. but next week is probably going to get rain. I, when I did the 14-day forecast, there was supposed to be out of 
five of the days I could see, there was only one day of rain. Yeah, well, that's The rest good. of it was all sunny. Because <laughs> when you're as good as I am, yeah. the sun shines on you 24 hours a day. Fall is one of my favorite times of year. Yeah. I like the the. Quiet. I like the fall more than the spring. Yeah. Because the spring is way too unpredictable. Yes. Yeah. You know, yeah, you got to, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll go out in May while the snow's still on the ground. Yeah. Because yeah. it's a late, late mm-hmm. spring this year. Yeah. Whereas I've paddled in snowstorms yeah. in the fall. Yeah. I've had no problem with that. But if it's, if you're going out in the spring and the ice is still solid, <laughs> yeah, that's an issue. Yeah. Yeah. For, for me, it's, yeah, hardly any people out there. It's nice, quiet, hardly any people. Yeah. There's no bugs or minimal bugs. There's only a few horse flies buzzing around. It's, uh, it's serene. You get the, instead of crunchy ground, you get this soft, quiet ground. So you can kind of trek, trek through the woods, look for animals. And it's just, there's a, there's a lot more animals to see. The moose are in rut. It's, it's just so much more relaxing and calming, right? And it's definitely peak for for the leaves right now. Yes. Right? Yeah. So I think I'll, because I'm going a bit farther north than Algonquin, so I'm thinking peak will be passed by the time I get there. Probably. Usually because the Thanksgiving birthday weekend is when I usually, or week is usually yeah. when I go. And some years I luck into it, just just the edge of, like the just as peak is ending, mm-hmm. but you still get tons of great colors. And other years, it's like, yeah, the rains and winds have started and you've just lost everything. So it's, your last trip, last year, last fall was Moose Knee Moose Factory, right? Yeah, there was no leaves up there. When did you go? Uh, be, was it October? End of September. End of September. Yeah, yeah. so it was, we would have been getting so back it's, now. it's already been a year since you did that trip. Yeah. yeah. Man, time flies, eh? It does, it does. As long <laughs> as I don't get those kind of winds again. Yeah. <laughs> I'm good, good with that. Definitely Test good with that. Test out the new tarp and the high winds. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, you know what, like spring, you're trying to get a, an early start on the season. Cause again, hopefully you're beating the bugs. Well, hopefully you're beating the people. I think most people head out in the spring. It's because it's that, uh, yeah, your cabin fever, the cabin you, you fever get to thing. get out you, and the, the, there's the fish are just very active. They're, mm-hmm. they're chomping on anything they can see. And, uh, so there's, it's that freshness of the spring and the, the little buds are starting to grow and you're, if you get there early enough, you, you get the, uh, hatches of bugs that aren't biting, but, uh, otherwise you just kind of cozy up in a, in a, in a bug jacket yeah. and make I actually used it. my bug jacket this year for the first time ever. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, in the fall, you're just, like I say, you're just. Stretching that Just season yeah. as much as you can because you know it's going to be a long time till you're out in that boat again. Mm-hmm. I mean, and for a lot of people, that's the end of their their outdoor season. Yeah, you know, not everybody's into the winter camping, and not everybody's into the snowshoeing or the skiing or mm-hmm. you know winter hiking and all that. Yeah, once the snows hit, they're they're people hibernating until spring. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So I don't. Know if, I mean, good thing we're not we're not that kind of people. <laughs> When you come back from your trip, say yeah. you've just done a week long or week and a half long, two week trip, post trip letdown. It's on the big trips. It's always like when you got back from Moose and Moose Factory, it, it was, must have been like, oh, I want to still be there. You know what? The minute, the minute <laughs> we climbed on that train, it's like, oh, loaded all our gear on there. And the minute we <laughs> climbed on that train yeah. and the train started pulling out, we're just like. Yeah, well, I guess that's it's, that. That's done. It's a nice long trip in the dark back yeah. to Cochrane to load up our truck and the long drive back to yeah. Toronto. That's <laughs> sort of it. 
Yeah. Yeah. There is that. But you know, I've talked about this before where like Canoe Lake, mm-hmm. when you're coming down into Canoe Lake, you can't see the put-in. No. You can't see the parking lot. It's you can't see the stretch. You're just And then you forever. come around that corner yeah. and everything's there. Yeah. You see the parking lot, you see the buildings, you see people leaving on their trips and yeah. and all that sort of, it's like this hub of activity of it, yeah. and you're just, it hits you and you're just like, oh, we're wow, done. It's done. It's done. Same thing with Opiongo. It's, it's, it's over. Come, yeah. Opiongo is the same way. You come around that corner. And you don't see anything until you turn the corner. It's like, boom, there's the, the beach yeah. and the buildings. And it's like a slap in the face. It's yeah, like, yeah. It, it's done. So, and it's the exact opposite when you're leaving. Cause when you're leaving on the trip, you're like, okay, well, hope it's a great trip. I don't know what to expect here. Yeah. We're, we're supposed to get weather wise and here's where we're supposed to be going. And I don't know what the portage is. It's hopefully it all works out. Yeah. But at the end, yeah, it's like a slap in the face when you come around a corner and see everything right there. <laughs> That's my big, big letdown. And then, yeah, when you're, when you're, when you're home for a few days after all that excitement of, you know, get up in the morning, yeah. you got to pack up, you got to have breakfast, you get hit in the canoes and you're down the lakes and you're down the rivers and you're, you're hitting the portages <laughs> and, and whatnot. And then you get to wherever you are, maybe do some fishing during the day in different spots, doing a little sightseeing. Then you get to where your new camp is and you got to set everything up and you got to get the kitchen going. You got to hunt for wood. You get your fire going, you get dinner going, all that sort of stuff. And then you sit around at the end of the night and discuss what happened during the day and, you know, have a couple of beverages and stuff like that. And then you wind down and you're in there and then next day you're up and you're gone. You're yeah. having fun. You're enjoying it. There's, there's no stresses of work, no stresses of family, no stresses exactly. of city, no driving and rush out, nothing. You're just like, oh, you're in the moment. You're living it. You're outdoors. You're having a great time. And then you get back from the trip yeah. and you're sitting at work and you're like emails, phone calls, hello yeah. and all that. And you're just like, oh. The first day is, is so unexciting. The first day is usually a rush to catch up. It's like, oh, nobody's done my stuff while I was gone. I yeah. got to do all my stuff. I got to catch up. I got to clean this up. I got to fix that. Fix. But then the second day at work, you're caught up. You sit down and you think about the trip you just got back from. And you think to yourself as you're booting up your computer saying, man, I need a vacation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this sucks. There's no gradual um, getting back into things. Yeah. It's just like, well, dude, it's your regular work day. Yeah. There's no, well, you know what? Start at five or and seven, seven in the morning and just slowly work it. your way into <laughs> noon. You know, just take it easy. But then you got all the people at work. Hey, how was your trip? What'd you see? Where'd you go? Where? Yeah. And it's the same story over and over. And I don't think that really helps. No. You no. know? Yeah, man, you should have seen the fish I caught. It was this big. And oh, it was so great. It fed like nine people. And, <laughs> you know, and then, yeah, there was a moose that walked right beside my tent when I was sleeping. Yeah. And, uh, and then you're just, you're reliving those moments over and over and over until you're just like, oh, if I got to tell that story one more time, because <laughs> I really wish I was still there. But yeah, a lot of things just seem mundane after, you know, you're back to your, your regular. Kevin Callan says it takes three days to get into the outdoors. Yes. To let go of all your stresses and get in. I think you got to do the same thing coming back. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, but unfortunately you don't have that, that luxury to ease into three days of. No, because you're expected to you're perform. You're expected to perform like a <laughs> dance monkey, yes. you know, like right <laughs> off the bat. <laughs> you say you tend to overeat when you get back. Well, on the bigger trips. So 
when I've done some of the, the bigger trips, more active trips, your body has learned to, to, uh, it needs more food. It needs more of this, it needs more of that. So normally I can skip breakfast at work if I have a coffee and stuff like that. But then you come back from a trip and it's like, why am I so hungry all the time? Yeah. I'm just starving. Your body has ramped up the metabolism to, to suit the trip. And then when you get back, it's like, oh, I better be careful. I'm going to gain some weight. I crave potato chips when I get back. <laughs> Is it like the salt or plain the potato chips? <laughs> plain. Plain potato, potato chips. chips. Like we have a. Do you eat a, plain donuts too? Those a, disgusting cardboard friggin'. Yeah, the the plain donut. I'll eat those. I'll dip them in my coffee. Yeah. Yeah, but just don't <laughs> dip them too long because they get soggy and I'll fall in. And you end up with. <laughs> Drinking donut yeah. at the bottom of your donut cup. or donut. Uh, no, I I'm more of a uh, apple fritter um, yeah. or um, uh, sour cream glaze kind of guy myself. Timbits, yeah, they're hands off when or gloves are off when it comes to timbits. Yeah. I'll, if it starts with T and ends in imbit, I'll <laughs> eat it. <laughs> I'll drive with like a twenty pack or whatever of timbits yeah. next to me and just pop them like. like <laughs> They're my, they're, they're my drug of choice. Popped in like yeah. Adderalls. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Timbits, man. Give me some Timbits. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I don't know what it is. It could be the salt, but I'll go grab a little bag of chips and a Coke. Yeah. And, uh, or a root beer. Um, and just, yeah, just open up that bag of chips and just, just mow down on yeah. those chips. You know, I, yeah, I mean, my eating really goes down to about a quarter of what I eat at home mm-hmm. when I'm out there. Yeah. A quarter to a third of what I eat at home is what I'm eating out there. I just not hungry. And I've, I've mm-hmm. mentioned that before, but when I get back, um, my eating, I think goes back to normal. I can't say I go, go nuts with the food. Maybe I'll, Oh, chocolate bars or something yeah. like that. A couple of things. Stuff but that you've been craving yeah, for the whole trip. Yeah. But that trip. doesn't, that ends yeah. pretty quick. You know, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll get that over right off the bat. Uh, with my, when I first started doing my, my October trip, like I say, it's thanks Canadian Thanksgiving and my birthday all yeah. within the same couple of days, or sometimes Thanksgiving and my birthday are the same day sort of thing. Right. So the Monday's the holiday. So I always get back the Monday. Mm-hmm. So whether it's a four day, three day, whatever trip I'm doing, I usually time it that I'm back around dinner time. And there are many times where I've shown up at home, I've opened the door and Tracy's like, good timing. We're just sitting down. <laughs> and it's like, so then you've, you've this in the morning, you had your oatmeal and coffee around a campfire. Yeah. You've eaten granola bars and trail mix and jerky during the day. Yeah. And then you're right into turkey and stuffing and potatoes <laughs> and gravy and pumpkin pie. Yeah. And it's like, oh my God. Give me more food. Just, something's not right here. You know? <laughs> um, yeah. Are you going to eat the rest of that big turkey there? 25 pounds? Yeah, give me half. Uh, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> that just seems to be the way it yeah. it always yeah. ends, right? Uh, but yeah, I, I don't, after that first initial meal or two, you know, or this, those snacks you've been craving, that sort of yeah. stuff. Yeah. Uh, I know when I take the kids on their trips, kids, oh, yeah. Um, we had the uh, tradition, I guess, of stopping at A&W. Huh? Huntsville, there's an A&W. Because yeah. I always tend to take them to Algonquin for the trips, right? Mm-hmm. And it, it, it's easier 
when you have little kids. Now that they're older, it's, it does make a difference. But yeah, it became a tradition that there on the south side of Huntsville, there's there's a gas station with an A and W, a Subway, a store, and across the road was a Tim Hortons. Yeah. So you know what? I gotta get gas. Then we'll go in. We'll have a A and W lunch and stuff like that with a root beer or whatever to go or stop in at Tim Hortons, have a pee and yeah. grab something and go sort of thing. Uh, and then, yeah, you know, I mean, there you got your, your donuts, you got your coffee, you got your <laughs> burger and all that and we're off. Yeah. And it's amazing the amount of people I know that really want a burger when they come out of the park. Even Canoe, yeah. Canoe Lake has the, the restaurant. Yes. Yeah. And people go, oh yeah, we'll, we'll pack up and then we'll go for a bite to eat. And people, yeah, give me a burger, give me a burger, yeah. give me a burger. I don't know what it is about canoe trippers off of long trips that they got to have a burger. <laughs> but hey, I, I I usually just go for the sit down meal. It's um almost every trip I've come back from, we stop at like uh, whatever, some kind of you know Shoeless Joe's or, or oh, okay. some kind of pub style something, right? Right. Have an order of hot wings and something, right? Yeah. So that, that's my tradition. That's usually what I do. There's yeah, see, that. I'm more of the, let's just grab something and start driving. Especially if you're coming back on like a holiday Monday yeah. or you're hitting that traffic. Yeah. And I'd rather just be eating as I'm driving to, you know, <laughs> mind you, if it's like a Big Mac or something like that, that's going to get it. No, I'm eating that at the restaurant. But if it's like donuts or a bagel or something like that, yeah. that I can eat while I'm driving sort of thing, I'd rather do that just to... Because it just gets you that farther down the road in the yeah. traffic. Yeah. You know, because as the day goes <laughs> on, the traffic builds and builds and it just takes that much longer. Yeah. And it's like, uh, I don't want to get home fast, but I don't want to sit in traffic either. <laughs> My life is hell. <laughs> so, uh, on our big list of things to talk about today are random thoughts and questions. You sent this one my way. <laughs> Bad reviews of national parks on Yelp. Did you want to cover this after a commercial break? Nah, we're not taking a commercial break today. We're just going to get right into this. Okay. So. <laughs> this was so funny. It's like, who is, I, I didn't know you could give ratings on Yelp of national parks, but, but it's, it's, when I saw this, I just, I just laugh and I, I found several different versions of several different websites of, of, of these Yelp reviews. And there's, it's just too funny to look at. Well, when you sent me this, cause I, you know, usually we're like, Hey, do you have anything this week that you yeah. want to talk about any topics, that sort of stuff. So we'll email back and forth. Yeah. Hey, here's what I'm thinking of. And I'm like, well, we covered that or, yeah. or, you know what, let's save that one. Cause we got something else coming up or, yeah. or whatever. And then you sent me this one. I'm like, what the hell is he talking about? <laughs> what is he getting at? And then I click the link and I'm like, you gotta be kidding <laughs> So do you want to do the first one? I want to do the second one. Okay. I so want to do the second one. <laughs> so first one is, is a Yelp review of Arches National Park. So these are all American Yelp reviews. We couldn't find any that are for Canadian parks. But anyway, so this is Arches National Park. Delicate arch. Looks like it might fall over at any time. It might fall over in the future. Doesn't look anything like a license plate. <laughs> And that was, so these are all one star out of five reviews and you can't give less than a one star review. Yeah. So it was like. <laughs> this is my favorite. Hawaii Volcanoes National Park. Paid $20 to get in. Didn't even get to touch lava. 
<laughs> I say, go for it. Yeah, do it, buddy. <laughs> it's, it's, the Darwin Awards were right there, baby. Didn't even get to, to touch, touch lava. lava. <laughs> Come on, he paid his 20 bucks. Let him burn. <laughs> so Joshua Tree National Park. In my own experience, I wouldn't come back here. I don't I don't know how you go a day without showering if you're spending time in the desert. So apparently this guy did there was no showers available at, at Joshua Tree. So he was like, eh. I can't come here. I'm I'm gonna stink. I'm gonna get dirty. Why are you going? Yellowstone. When we got out of the car, the smell of sulfur nearly knocked my girlfriend off her feet, and the stench followed us all through the day as it clung to our clothes and hair. Um, yeah. Um, that's why you go there. <laughs> there's, I've seen a few of Grand Canyon. and Oh, there's a lot on the Grand Canyon. Yeah. People don't like the Grand Most Canyon. people are just, just bitching because it's like, it's a hole in the ground. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, Grand Canyon National Park. Look. The Grand Canyon is a very beautiful place. I love the sights there, but I was bored after a few minutes. The only time I wasn't bored was when I was standing inches from my death. There is no fence to stop you from falling thousands of feet to the bottom. You could actually stumble and die. Or get pushed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so apparently if he's not bored when he's standing inches from his death, apparently hiking to the Grand Canyon sightseeing maybe isn't his bag. Yeah. Maybe he ought to look into like extreme go, sports. Or just go to Vegas. Or, right. Yeah. Just, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Take up knife fights. Arches National Park. Really pretty and dramatic in some vista spots, such as Park Avenue. But to get anywhere close to an arch or two, you'll have to be up for some serious hiking. My disappointment. Most disappointing. This should be clearly noted in the park literature. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you've got to walk? (laughs) Oh, count me out. (laughs) If I can't just drive my car right up. And how come I can't drive down to the Grand Canyon? Come on. Yes, yes. Um, Death Valley National Park. Don't waste your time, exclamation mark, exclamation mark. I have lived in places ranging from by the ocean to the desert, and I have to say this is the ugliest places <laughs> I have ever been. Okay, I, I got to <laughs> Death Valley. <laughs> yes. Name didn't give it away? <laughs> Most deserts at least have some color to them, creating their own special beauty, not here. There is a bit of color near the entrance and a tiny bit inside. Otherwise, I paid $20 for nothing but nasty rock and salt. <laughs> Death Valley wasn't a clue. Yeah. Way to go, Einstein. Okay, this is a biggie. Yeah, we're not going to read the big one, are we? Is it good? I haven't read this one. Uh, some of it. Yellowstone. Uh, I would give it zero stars if I could. I've traveled all across the States, and this is by far the worst place I've been to so far. I think it may have to do more with personal preference and values, but here's what's up. <laughs> so the park itself is nothing Grand, there's mountains, trees, and lakes. Nothing too spectacular. (laughs) The one thing that makes this different place different from other parks is its geysers. I was extremely underwhelmed. (laughs) Where else you getting that? (laughs) There's look at those look at those mountains, those lakes, those trees, the geysers. Eh, They're meh. That's nothing to write home about. Where's the slot machines? (laughs) Ah. Next. Oh, you're not going to read the rest? 
No, 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 no. <laughs> okay, so uh, Death Valley. So, so a couple of these are repeated. I guess a lot of people like complaints about the common ones like Grand Canyon, Death Valley, Arches National Park. But anyways, Death Valley. Death Valley. If you like the heat and barrenness, barrenness landscapes, this park is for you. <laughs> but for I, it is not my cup of tea by any stretch of the means. Death Valley, aptly put, fits its name perfectly. What were you expecting? <laughs> Teletubbies? Like <laughs> Death Valley. Yes. Well, let's go see what's there. Ooh, yeah, Death Valley. Everything's dead here. Wow, what a maroon. <laughs> and we're back to the Grand Canyon. Yes. Went to the Grand Canyon this past week, and let me tell you, it's a big old waste of time. There was dirt everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> The hiking trail was too long. <laughs> they didn't also, sweep. <laughs> also, where are the vending machines? Oh, Jesus. You know, <laughs> halfway down. Uh, and nowhere to charge my phone. It's way too deep to even see the bottom. The only thing that saved this trip <laughs> were the crab enchiladas <laughs> we ate down the road at Plaza Bonita. Best Mexico food ever. Yeah. Grand Canyon, more like Grand Blandian. <laughs> uh, to the people at the Grand Canyon, can you please get rid of the dirt? It's dirty. It's dirty, dirty, dirty. <laughs> so uh, one the more, very last one very is last yours, one. buddy. Grand Canyon. Once you've been to Yellowstone, the Grand Canyon is a joke. And I'm an Arizona native. There's no animals, no greenery, no clear blue streams, just a muddy river, rocks, and sheer cliffs. You'll go, ooh, and ah, for about 30 seconds, and then you feel guilty because you're ready to leave after that. I've been to Yellowstone twice, with buffalo herds walking near my car, an entire elk herd passed me when I was went hiking, bald eagle so big I thought it was Jurassic Park, bears twice, and even a wolf trying to steal a baby buffalo and stand off amongst a herd. And at the Grand Canyon, a hole. A very, very large hole. Do, do these people not research? And, you know, in reading all of these, you think to yourself, somebody's just being a smartass. But no, no, these are actually critical. These yeah. are people that were dissatisfied with the trip. There's a couple of them that might have been added as a joke. But for the most part, it's just people are displeased with the park they went There to. was one of these for the Grand Canyon that they actually posted again, like an update. Yeah. Saying, you know, people were giving me negative comments about my posting, but I'm serious. <laughs> and it's just like, whoa, dude. <laughs> you need to relax. You need to get out more. You definitely need to get out more. So if you go to Yelp (laughs) and you want to start adding a few things. (laughs) Add your own review. By all means, go to town. We will will love to hear them. (laughs) If, on the other hand, you have any other random thoughts and questions. (laughs) Throw them our way. Throw them our way because we'll do, if we get enough stuff, we may do this again. Yes. This one was fun. This episode was was fun. It definitely was. We didn't have any big topics. We just kind of randomly blah, blah, blah about stuff. Well, you know, from the behind the scenes sort of appear into this here for you guys is that's listening. That's exactly what we do. We'll throw topics at each other. and, And one of the things that we do is, well... Is that a big topic or is that just something we can say in passing sort of thing? Yeah. But then you get a whole bunch of these little things that aren't really big enough to make a big topic out of. Yeah. They're just like, oh yeah, I mentioned that in passing sort of thing. But, uh, so we just collect those after time and, you know, like I say, random thoughts that, hey, I was thinking about, you know, <laughs> yeah. random thoughts and questions. <laughs> and I think that's 
it. Well, I'm going to go. Out. I'm going to go Google the Grand Canyon and see if it is indeed just a big. <laughs> hey, Mikey was there. Mike and yes, Lori they celebrated their thirtieth wedding anniversary. Yeah. Congratulations, you two. And I thought maybe Lori was going to kick Mike's butt over the edge. Apparently not because no. he's back home now. They did paddle a canoe. They went paddling on and Lake were, Mead or Powell? Lake, Lake Mead. I I'm think. not sure. But they said they were surrounded by kayakers. Yes. Oh, yeah. They were going down one of the slot canyons and yeah. the kayakers got ticked off because they wanted to do a group photo and the ca- the canoe was in the yeah, way. Yeah, get that canoe out of the photo. Like, uh. <laughs> anyway. Uh, do, 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 do. That's about it. If you want to find out more about us, you can find us at paddlingadventuresradio.com. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can find us on iTunes once again. <laughs> Spotify, Google Play, Player FM, and all your favorite podcast downloading sites. You can go to paddlingadventuresradio.com and find us on the episode page. You can download or stream all our episodes. This is number 190. I'm hoping Kevin Callen's doing something spectacular within the next 10 weeks. We had him on episode one, episode 100, and we told him we'd have him on episode 200. Yeah. So he better be doing something spectacular. Yeah, we're coming up 10 That's weeks away. I'm saying. We're getting there. We're getting there. Uh, again, if you have any ideas for a guest blog, uh, there's we put it. We just put a new one up there. I got another one coming up. I'll probably put it up next week. Uh, if you got anything yet you want to, you think would be a good idea. Yeah, send it, send our, it way. our way. We've got a couple people that are writing stuff up as well. So send it our way. And that's about it. I want to thank everybody for listening this week. I'm Sean Rowley. And I'm Derek Spest. We'll see you next time.